stopping by giving a listen and hanging out with us here on this wednesday eve um <clears throat> this is episode 141 and we are talking wrestlemania baby it's wrestlemania week wrestlemania weekend coming up um friday night we got the go home smackdown show immediately followed by the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and then we got uh, NXT Stand and Deliver Saturday afternoon, followed by WrestleMania 38 Night 1 on Saturday night, and then Night 2 on Sunday. Um, So as is tradition around here, we will be previewing and predicting every match on the card, uh, on both cards, really, I guess I could say. I won't be doing as much preview slash storyline context uh, for this one just because it is a lot of matches to get through. So, and I don't want this episode to be two hours long. Um, so, may just stick to more predictions and my reasoning behind those um, predictions. As is also tradition, um, Saturday, a couple hours before the show, before night one, I will post my predictions for night one on uh, social media and then uh, the same on Sunday afternoon before night two. So make sure you're following on all the social media channels so you can uh, kind of keep up with how my predictions are doing. And you can also let me know what your predictions are. I would love to know how you guys think the matches are going to go. Um, but I guess I'll say overall, I am excited because it's wrestlemania so you know it's always going to be good even if the build is terrible or the matches you're not looking forward to a single one it's still wrestlemania it's still the biggest event for wrestling of the year um so i'm still excited for it i think in terms of the matches themselves my excitement level is not as high as it has been in for other years um but there are definitely some Matches I'm very much looking forward to and some that I think could be kind of sleeper picks to be good matches. Uh, but again, overall, it's just going to be a fun experience, a fun weekend of wrestling. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of surprises um, and lots of fun had all around. <clears throat> so that being said, um, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to hop right into it here. Um, and we're going to start with night one. Uh, and the first match listed here on Wikipedia is Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair in a singles match. Um, this match, I think, has potential to be match of the night and match of the weekend. Um, we haven't really gotten to see them go one-on-one very much in this kind of uh, situation. You know, we had um, we had the match at SummerSlam, which was what whatever it was, twelve seconds. Um, and they had a couple of 
other matches, but none have really allowed them to kind of kick it into into fifth gear. Um, and so I definitely think they're going to allow them to do that here because it's WrestleMania. You let everyone kick it into fifth gear. Um, and so I think that this match has potential to be really good. Um, the build, I think, has been has been pretty great for it too. Um, they've done a good job telling the story of Bianca working her working and building herself back up to contention for the title, as well as kind of rebuilding herself um, after that, you know, humiliating loss um, at SummerSlam. And I think on top of that, just like the promos at each week have been good. They're both talented on the mic, obviously, as well as in the ring. So that helps too. That's automatically going to make the build for a WrestleMania match be a lot better and more interesting. Um, and, you know, even just this past Monday on Raw, you know, obviously the past couple weeks putting more emphasis on Bianca's hair. Obviously, that's what helped her win last year at WrestleMania. Um, and her hair is always going to be a centerpiece of some sort of storytelling. Um, but it's, it's definitely like a focus this year. And, you know, with raw Becky Lynch attempting to cut her, her hair, but then obviously Bianca turning the tides and cutting a little bit of uh, Becky's hair off. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we see more focus on that in the match. Um, I don't want it to get too overplayed because it does feel like since last year, they kind of struck gold unintentionally, you know, where they did put some focus on it and then Bianca, uh, you know, whipped Sasha with it. And the sound that it made was horrific and obviously left a massive welt and ended up leading to her winning the match. And I think they got a little carried away with it then, um, and put a little too much focus on it. But I think, Either way, this is going to be a great match. I have Bianca winning here. I think it's her moment. Um, obviously, last year was her moment with winning the Royal Rumble and then beating Sasha Banks in the main event of night one of WrestleMania last year. Um, but I think this is Bianca's moment, really, because outside of Charlotte Flair, there's not a bigger name in the WWE right now to beat, for her to beat, uh, other than Becky Lynch. Um and I think she will do that. I think it's her time. I think the build has been good. I think I think we maybe maybe have Becky go away for a couple of weeks. Maybe not. I don't know. Depends on where they want to go from here for both of them. Um, but I think Bianca, this is her <clears throat> ascension back to the top. So I think uh, I think Bianca wins here, and we have a new Raw Women's Champion going forward. Uh, next up on the <clears throat> next match is Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio in a tag team match against The Miz and Logan Paul. I'm not looking forward to this match at all. I don't think it's going to be very exciting because uh, you know The Miz never produces. Uh, exciting matches. He produces great builds and promos to them, but his matches are never exciting. Um, Dominic is still kind of figuring all of his stuff out and getting his feet underneath him. Ray is closer to 50 now. Um, and, 
you know, he still is great in the ring, but obviously he's not what he was 20 years ago. Um, and Logan Paul, I'm just not looking forward to anything to do with him ever, but especially with him being involved in a WrestleMania match. I mean, I get it. He's a huge draw for them. Again, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but like, I it makes sense. I get it. It's a good business move because he has a massive, massive audience and presence over on YouTube and, and with his podcast and all that stuff. So he's going to be bringing in a lot of fresh new eyes, um, especially within WWE Target demographic um, to WrestleMania and to the product in general. It's a good cross promotion for them. Um, but you know, obviously we saw, you know, like Bad Bunny show out at last year's WrestleMania um, in pretty much hands down the greatest celebrity involvement in a match, I think, in wrestling history. Um, and I don't think we're going to get anything close to that with Logan Paul. I know that he's boxed a couple times um, and is in good shape physically, um, but... I don't know how much training he has, if any, in professional wrestling, you know? Um, so we'll see. I'm not, I have low expectations for the match. I have low expectations for kind of like the reactions with it um, from the fans. I have Logan Paul in the Miz going over here just because uh, when you bring a celebrity into WrestleMania, you, you don't have them lose. You know, it's just like weird to like get a celebrity put them on the WrestleMania card and then have them lose. Uh, just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I see them going over here. Plus Ray has gotten a couple of pay-per-view wins over the Miz recently. So it makes sense for him to get one back. And then hopefully we can kind of just move on from this feud. Um, and yeah, just like not have to deal with Logan Paul anymore. Um, next up is a singles match between Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Um, another one I'm not really looking forward to. Um, this is just a match and a, and a, a build where this feud has been going on for way too long. No one is really interested in it at all, especially at this point, again, with it having been going on for months now. Um... I mean, Drew was taken out. When was he taken out? Where he had like his neck thing. I think it was day one. Yeah, it was a day one. So January 1st, he was, it was basically when this feud started. And it's now going to be three full months, over three full months, uh, once this match takes place, that this feud is still going on. Um so it's just been going too long and it's been going too long for a feud that's just like has no stakes in it whatsoever. It's, you know, I know they've been kind of focusing on like stealing Drew's sword, which I'm still upset that he even has that sword because it's so kitschy and weird. Um, it just doesn't make sense. I think everyone in the world knows that Drew is going over here. Like, because I think if Happy Corbin goes over, then that means we're getting the feud extended even longer, which A, no one wants, and B, I just, I truly don't think that that's happening. I think this is going to be the blow-off match because pretty much all the matches have been between Drew and Madcap Moss. So now we're finally getting Drew and Happy one-on-one, -on -one, and I hope, 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 hope that this is the end. Drew goes over, and he can move on to, like, feud with Roman. 
Um, yeah, so I have Drew winning here. Um, again, nothing crazy to talk about with it because I'm just so sick of it and there's not a whole lot to discuss with it. I will say <clears throat> it wouldn't shock me to see Corbin go over here because there, I feel like there are some times, especially with WrestleMania, with these kind of throwaway feuds like this where WWE does like to like pull one over on us and on their fans. So it wouldn't shock me if it's like, oh, it's WrestleMania, Drew's finally going one-on-one with Happy Corbin, and like Happy like steals a win. You know what I mean? I wouldn't shock me, but I'm going with my gut and with my heart here, and that's Drew McIntyre to win. Uh, next up is the Usos defending their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Um, this is... Unfortunately, kind of another match that just feels like it's been thrown together. I mean, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, they hadn't even officially put this match together or like, you know, penciled it into the card for WrestleMania until basically they started building for it, which was like two weeks ago, I think, maybe three at the most. So it's, it is pretty much just kind of thrown together at the last second. Like they were, there were no plans for the Usos. I mean, obviously they're going to defend the titles at WrestleMania, but they just had no idea, no plan. As we've heard throughout the year, the WrestleMania card has been in flux and nothing has been concrete pretty much at any point. Um, obviously this match, a part of that. Um, I would like to think that this match could be a dark horse, like, entertaining match but i just i don't have high hopes for it i don't really know why i just feel like these two teams don't have a lot of great chemistry and i think i'm i think part of it is me personally still trying to figure out rick boogs and like if i like him in the ring or not i think he's hilarious and in a great role as like shinsuke's like hype man and like you know playing the guitar for him and um being like his hype man on the outside when it's like a singles match for shinsuke but it just feels like he's still relatively green. I know that he's very strong, and they're obviously they have him showcase that in the ring with a lot of power moves. Um, but it feels like he's still relatively green, and so to put the titles on him and Shinsuke just doesn't really feel right. I wouldn't be surprised if the Usos drop the titles relatively soon just because they have... Um, they have done pretty much all they can with them at this point. Like they've run through like the entire tag team roster and they've held them for like 300 days too. So you don't want them to hold them forever. Um, and maybe this match, maybe they lose here and that starts spelling disaster for the bloodline. But I don't, I just, I don't see that happening. Um, so, and I just don't think that, Shinsuke and Rick Boogs is the team for them to drop the titles to. I don't really know who it is, like who is the team for them to drop them to, but I don't think it's Shinsuke and Rick Boogs, unfortunately. Um, so I have the Usos retaining here, um, and I'm not sure if it'll be a good match or not. I hope it is. Again, three of the four people are talented enough for me to believe that it could be a good match. Um, the Usos always show out. They always have great matches. Um, so I know they'll definitely hold their 
end of the deal up. So I have low expectations, but high hopes, if that makes sense for this match. Um, and then we have another tag match. Uh, the next one is the New Day. Uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods, obviously not Biggie, uh, versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland uh, with Butch at their side. Um, this is a tough one to predict, actually, because I, history and my gut would say always go with the New Day, pretty much, unless it's time for them to drag the, drop the tag titles, which they don't have at this point. Um, this is another weird feud that's been, I mean, it was Kofi and Big E, um, feuding with them. Obviously that's what broke Big E's neck was, uh, uh, you know, botch from Ridge Holland. Um, and now Xavier Woods is healthy and back and is basically taking Big E's place. So again, it's WrestleMania. It's the new day. It's really hard to pick against them. But it would feel a little weird for Sheamus and Ridge Holland to lose when their team and like their work is still relatively new, like them working together. Obviously, they just added Butch, which adds another level of interest and excitement, I guess you could say. Um, <clears throat> so it would feel a little weird for them to lose on such a big stage like this. Especially because last week on SmackDown, Xavier Woods beat Rich Holland in a singles match. So 50-50 booking would say that Sheamus and Rich Holland would win. So I don't know about this one. I think I have to go with my gut, and I'm going to go with the New Day. Because again, it's really hard to pick against the New Day at WrestleMania. Um, so... Especially again in like a low stakes match or a non state like there's no stakes in it whatsoever. It's just a match. Um. So, yeah, this is one I don't really have too high of hopes for because Ridge Holland is still extremely green, <clears throat> and has proven that. Um. So it's kind of just going to be more exciting when Sheamus is in the ring, and then so yeah, I don't know. Any surprise visits? Um, I, <clears throat> definitely not Strowman. Strowman's done. He he's like basically started his own promotion. Um, so I definitely don't think we're gonna see him for a while, if ever again, in the WWE. Um, in terms of surprises, though, I think I think there's a. Decent chance we get Asuka returning finally, although they may save her for the Monday after, like the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, I think everyone's expecting Cody Rhodes to be coming back to be Seth Rollins' opponent. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of any other. I know Bailey is another big name that's been thrown out there, but I think she's still a couple weeks away in her recovery from her torn ACL. So I don't think she's ready to come back yet. Um, I know the Bella twins will be in Dallas, like for WrestleMania access. Um, so they may make an appearance at some point, but I don't think there's really a opportunity for them to make an appearance. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Um, we might see Vince 
we might see Vince make an appearance in the Austin Theory um Pat McAfee match. Um we already know Stone Cold is going to be there. I don't think The Rock is coming. I know that a couple months ago um there was a rumor that WWE had another Stone Cold level surprise planned for WrestleMania. My guess is that that is Cody Rhodes. Everyone's minds immediately went to The Rock, but I don't think we're going to get him. I mean, I know people said it would make sense have him appear after the match to confront Roman to set up their match at WrestleMania 39, which is rumored to be happening. Um, I don't think we get that, though. I think The Rock is legitimately just too busy, and I don't even know if that match next year is going to happen, so that makes me even less inclined to believe that an appearance will happen this weekend. I can't think of many other people um, who would make a surprise appearance at WrestleMania. Cause again, they haven't, that's the thing with like WrestleMania as opposed to the Royal rumble, like the Royal rumble has built in slots for surprises with the rumble match. Um, whereas with WrestleMania, it's like the card is, is is filled except for obviously Seth Rollins' match versus a mystery opponent who everyone is, you know, suspecting is going to be Cody Rhodes. But outside of that, like all the participants are are filled and all the segments are like on the card and stuff like that. So um again, like we may get like an Oscar return like to confront um one of the women's champions after their matches. Um But I don't see much more than that. So speaking of Cody Rhodes, the next match actually on the card, on Wikipedia at least, is Seth Rollins versus uh, a mystery opponent of Mr. McMahon's choosing. Um, this kind of just came together this past week. So obviously the past couple weeks, um, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins' tag partner and best friend, uh, got his WrestleMania moment made official with him having the KO show um, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which apparently is main eventing night one of WrestleMania, which is making everyone believe that it is going to be turned into an actual match. Um, We'll see how that goes. But, uh, and then Seth Rollins, I think, the week after was like, oh my gosh, we're like three weeks away from WrestleMania. I'm not going to have my WrestleMania moment. So then he had a match with Kevin Owens and whoever won got to have the segment with Stone Cold. Kevin Owens won. And then the week after, uh, Seth Rollins got to fight AJ Styles in a singles match and whoever won that got to fight in the match against Edge, which again, AJ Styles won. So another week when Seth Rollins does not have his WrestleMania moment. Um, And so it's like, oh, he's not going to be in the WrestleMania card. And then he, you know, they start building it on Twitter and he's like tweeting at Vince McMahon and saying, you know, Raw next week is not going to happen or be able to, you know, start until I get a match on WrestleMania. And then we see a vignette, or not a vignette, but like a pre-taped, segment with Seth Rollins having a meeting with Vince in his office and 
uh, Vince saying, you have a match at WrestleMania. All you have to do is ask me. You've got it. And then Seth is like, who's my opponent? And he's like, I'll tell you the night of. Like, I'll, I'll, like whatever. So it's a mystery opponent. Seth versus TBD. Again, this is the rumored spot where Cody Rhodes will be making his surprise return to the company after leaving in 2016 to then start AEW. Um, I think it's all but guaranteed it's going to be Cody Rhodes. I know that today, I think, news broke that Shane McMahon is back for WrestleMania weekend with the company. And so a lot of people are joking that it's actually going to be him facing Seth Rollins. I really don't think there's any actual like reality to that happening, but again, it's the WWE. It's Shane McMahon. It is a possibility. I really hope it's not true though. Um, I do think it is going to be Cody Rhodes though. Um, and I think if it is Cody, I think Cody Rhodes goes over and beats Seth Rollins. Um, because I think, again, apparently Cody signed a few weeks ago. It's a very hefty deal worth like three plus million dollars a year, which for WWE is one of the highest contracts, one of the highest paying contracts that you can sign with them. Um, and apparently they have pretty, pretty big plans for him. So my guess would be that he should come in and immediately kind of make a name for himself or remind everyone of his, I don't know how to phrase that, but leave his mark and beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, I think that'd be exciting and fun to watch. And then on Monday on raw, we kind of get his Cody Rhodes' return promo. We hear why he's back and why he chose to fight Seth Rollins, all this stuff. So, all that to say, I think that the mystery opponent will be Cody Rhodes, and I think that Cody Rhodes will win. I will say, I'll go on record as saying if it does, for whatever reason, end up being Shane McMahon, I think Seth Rollins wins. But um, I don't think that this is where we get a possible Shane McMahon appearance. Uh, and then the final match of the night, at least that's officially on the card for night one, is Charlotte Flair defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. Now, with Ronda having won the Royal Rumble in her surprise return to the company and being the babyface in this feud and just being who she is, I think a lot of people would say Ronda's going over here and we're getting a new women's champion. That being said, though, I'm not convinced of that because I know that her first go, I mean, her only go round, but her year with the WWE a few years ago, she was like a full-time performer. Like, I don't think, I don't know if she was doing house shows, but she was there every week on Raw. She performed, I think, at pretty much every single pay-per-view. Um, you know, she put in the work. But then she went and had a kid, like, very, very recently. Um, so I don't know how available she's going to be to the company. I mean, I know that at this point, we saw her at the Rumble. She won it. And then she she's been... She was on a couple of... I think like one or two Raws and then she's been 
sporadic on SmackDowns since winning the Rumble. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm not convinced that that will continue on like throughout the year and especially with her being a champion. Cause when you're the champion, like you, you gotta be showing up every week on your show. And I just, I'm not sure if, if she's going to have that availability again, with just being a new mom. Um, I'm just not, I'm not convinced. And again, it's also, it's Charlotte Flair and it's Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. How in the world can you ever bet against her? I can't, so I won't. So I'm saying Charlotte retains here. Um, Again, I think a lot of people are predicting Rousey to win here, uh, which makes sense and I get it, but I just, I'm not convinced she's going to be around enough for her to be champion. And I think if they do have her win and be champion, she's not just going to be a part-time champion. And by that, I mean like hold the title for like four months. Um, I think they're going to give her a lengthy run if they do give it to her. And I just, I don't know what her contract is like and I don't know what her availability is going to look like. So I'm going Charlotte here to retain in the big heel moment of the, of the night. Um, yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't really want to see either of them as champion, but I really don't want to see Charlotte retain here, but I just, I, I, I've learned my lesson to literally ever bet against her. So I won't. Um, and then again, it's not officially on the match card, but, um, main eventing night one is the KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which, uh, is heavily rumored to be turned into a match between the two of them. Um, and if that does go down, I think we very clearly see Stone Cold get the win. Because again, why would you have Stone Cold come out of retirement after 20 years um, to have a surprise match at WrestleMania in his home state and then lose it. Um, it doesn't make sense. Kevin Owens can, anyone can suffer this, this loss to Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Um, I have very low hopes and expectations for that match if it does happen because, again, Stone Cold Steve Austin is well into his 50s has been retired again for almost 20 years at this point. Um, I mean, apparently he's in great shape, but like that doesn't mean a whole lot when you're still closer to 60 than you are 50 and you're wrestling for the first time in almost 20 years. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm, honestly not excited for if it does become a match because I think it can like be a little bit tarnishing to Stone Cold's legacy. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. We'll see. But if it does end up being a match, Stone Cold wins. Um, all right. So that's it for night one. Overall, I think night two is going to be a lot more exciting. <clears throat> Night one, I think Becky versus Bianca ends up as match of the night pretty easily. Maybe Seth versus, Seth versus Cody could be good. Um, but outside of that, it's just like it's filled with a lot of those like kind of thrown together filler matches. 
Um, so night two looks to be a lot more exciting. Um, so let's get started with that one. Um, the first match is Queen Zelina and Carmella defending their women's tag team championships against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm not really looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be super crowded with a fatal four-way tag team match. That's just like a lot going on already. Um, <clears throat> it's the women's tag belts, so obviously there's been no build or story around them at all. Um, they haven't been defended, I think, since they won them. Maybe they've been defended once. Um, I just like... I definitely think that the team of Zelina and Carmella is on the way out. <clears throat> I think they're dropping the belts. Um, it's like, it's just four thrown together teams. It's just like looking at a match like this and who's involved and what the teams are just continually frustrates and upsets me to know that, you know, two years ago, the WWE had a team like the Iconics on their roster that they just released and let them go when they were like one of the only established women's tag teams in the company and they were over and they were only getting better and they still have so much potential and they were the ones that got released and then we have thrown together teams of Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan being a team for absolutely no reason Natalia and Shayna Baszler being a team for absolutely no reason um Sasha and Naomi being a team for pretty much absolutely no reason fighting against Zelina and Carmella who were put together as a team for absolutely no reason. Um, it's just a lot of thrown together teams that don't make sense that are only thrown together so that they can have women's tag matches so that there's something going on other than just the women's title storylines. Uh, it's just really frustrating. So that being said, I have Sasha Banks and Naomi winning here because they're about the only team in this match that's over. They're the only women's team in the company that's over. And that's just because they themselves as single superstars are some of the most over people. So I think it makes sense to put the titles on them. They'll get them. They probably won't defend them until, I don't know, maybe SummerSlam and then drop them to some other upstart team. And then it'll just continue this awful cycle. Um, not looking forward to this match. I don't think it's going to be anything exciting. We basically just saw it, um, Monday night on raw. Um, I think this is just going to be like a glorified house show with the baby faces coming out on top. Um, next up Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. I do think this match is going to be surprisingly fun. Um, I think one thing that we have to remember is that Johnny Knoxville, while he may be in his 40s and is not a WWE superstar, he has been a professional stuntman slash professional hurt myself person for well over 20 years now. So he knows his way around hurting himself, selling it, and like keeping it entertaining. Um, He's made his entire career and living off of that. So I don't think this will be any, anything different. I think we're going to see, you know, 
we're going to see some cow prods. We're going to see kendo sticks. We're going to see probably a shopping cart. We're going to see a trash can, maybe a table involved. Like this is going to be just like a, a fun, lots of items and lots of like funny violence match um, that I do think Johnny Knoxville is going over. Cause again, like I mentioned earlier, WWE, when they have celebrities at WrestleMania, they win. It's just like, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to bring celebrities into WrestleMania to have them lose. Um, and so Johnny Knoxville, I think is also over enough with the crowd that they'll be excited about it. And Sammy does such a good job with being the obnoxious heel that you want to see get beaten up that I think the crowd will be fairly into this match. And I think it'll be really fun. And I think Johnny Knoxville is going to win. Uh, and the next up is just a singles match uh, between Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. This is the match that was, um, you know, quote unquote, booked uh, on Pat McAfee's podcast a couple weeks ago when Vince McMahon was the guest. Um, so I think this match should be exciting. Pat McAfee, um, he's wrestled two times two or three other times uh on nxt when he was kind of feuding with adam cole and the undisputed era um he like he's one of those guys kind of like bad bunny where like he when he you know knew he was having a match he like put the work in and really trained hard for like months to not just like get in shape but like learn the ropes you know um, and he showed out in his matches and they were really entertaining. Um, again, they're not going to be like your five-star classics between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart or anything like that. But it's, I think this is going to be a really good match, especially with someone like Austin Theory, who's incredibly talented in the ring. He'll be able to carry the match, like the load of the match, um, and make Pat McAfee look really good and put him over, um, Again, this is a possibility to see Vince McMahon get involved. I think this is also the biggest possibility where we may see Shane McMahon get involved because we've kind of seen Austin Theory being kind of booked as almost like uh, Vince McMahon's like pet project, like almost, you know, treating him as like a mentee, like a father-son thing. And they could kind of work some real life story into this of Shane being his actual son and, um, you know, getting pretty much fired from the company after the Royal rumble and always booking himself the best and, you know, him basically getting jealous of Austin theory and getting involved in this match, I think is the biggest possibility of where we see Shane, if we see him at all this weekend. Um, but either way, I think this will be another match where it'll be like surprisingly entertaining and it'll be a one where kind of at the end you're like, wow, that was actually like pretty good. Like for a former NFL punter and a guy who's still relatively new to the company that not a lot of people know about, like that was a fun match. Um, but uh, yeah, again, I have Pat McAfee going over in that one. <clears throat> Next up is RK bro defending their raw tag team championships against the street profits and the alpha Academy. This, I think, has the potential to be the Dark Horse match of the weekend. Um, we saw pretty much this exact match happen a couple weeks ago on Raw, and it was 
like a stellar match. Um, but I think the that Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were in there. Um, but and that match happened on that Raw because that was again a, a, a situation where the plans for WrestleMania they didn't know what they were doing, so they like had that match on Raw um to be like a big moment and try to like you know just in case something didn't happen at WrestleMania but now obviously we're getting this triple threat match I think this is going to be really entertaining I think all six people are incredibly talented and they have good chemistry together they've worked together for, you know a decent amount so they know each other well they just had natural chemistry together in the ring um <clears throat> I don't think it's the street profits time yet um, I think if they drop the belts, it will go to Alpha Academy. But I think you just recently had RK Bro win the titles back from Alpha Academy, so it wouldn't make sense to drop them. RK Bro are by far the most over tag team in the company right now, and they're just two of the most popular acts in the company, being Randy Orton and Riddle. Um, so I don't think it. I don't think it makes sense to take the titles off of them. So I think they retain here. RK Bro retain um, in a really fun, entertaining match. Um, next up is Edge versus AJ Styles in a singles match. This one uh, could be another match of the night candidate. Um, the build has been great. It's been like weird, but obviously it's been good because it's like a dream match. Edge is a killer mic worker so he's been carrying the weight there but it's just been like weird with like the new you know obviously edge with the heel turn and the new music and like the blue lights whenever he's doing his promos which is a little weird um but you know he gives impassioned promos we haven't like heard a whole lot from aj styles for it in the build which is weird and like it's over now like they're not on smackdown so we have all the build we're gonna get it didn't really need a whole lot of build because it was a match that everyone was clamoring for. And so it's just going to be more built on that. But I don't know yet. Yeah, it's still just like a little weird. It's still just like, all right, but like, why is this match happening? And like, it just feels like AJ Styles hasn't really been a part of the build. It's just been Edge kind of building it up. So I don't know. We'll see. I think this will be a really good match though. It, like in the ring, I think again, the build doesn't really matter. It didn't really need any because it's a match that everyone wants to see. So I don't know who to pick here. Honestly, this is again, one of the harder matches to predict. Uh, most of them seem kind of easy to predict, but this one is difficult. I don't know because edge has a pretty good track record since coming back. I mean, he, I'm trying to think. Did he? I can't even remember. Did he beat Randy Orton? Yeah, he beat Randy Orton at WrestleMania two years ago, then lost to him in the quote unquote greatest wrestling match of all time. Um, and then he like lost to Roman a couple times. Um, he beat The Miz a couple times, lost to Daniel Bryan and Roman at WrestleMania last year. So, it's tough to say, like, is because he's not a like 
AJ Styles is not like a young talent that needs the rub from Edge. Like AJ Styles is AJ Styles. Like he he doesn't need the rub from anyone. So you wouldn't think that he would be going over in that regard. But at the same time, it's like, what does Edge have to gain from winning this match? But it's also like, what does AJ Styles have to gain from winning it? So I just have no idea. I think it's going to be, excuse me, fairly down the middle. Um, and I think you can't go wrong either way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You can't go wrong with either of them winning. So in that regard, I'm going to go with AJ Styles winning. He's still kind of fresh off of his baby face turn. Edge is obviously fresh off of his heel turn. Um, we may even see like an edge disqualification to give AJ the win in um, being frustrated that he can't put AJ Styles down. So he grabs a chair or does something like that. Yeah, I'm going to go with AJ Styles winning here. Not very confident and I don't care if I get it wrong because either way, I think it's going to be a really good entertaining match. Um, next up is a match I'm not looking forward to Bobby Lashley versus Omos this match was just put together on Monday I didn't even know Bobby Lashley was medically cleared um, because obviously a couple months ago um, when he was WWE champion apparently he had a shoulder injury I thought he had like separated his shoulder which I thought required a couple months off and like recovery but Apparently he's back and he's medically cleared and he's fighting at WrestleMania. Um, and he's fighting Omos, which is, and this is, again, it's just like a weird match and I don't know how to call it because obviously they've been building Omos for literally a full year since last year's WrestleMania when he made his in-ring debut. Um, I don't think he's ready to like beat Bobby Lashley and then go on to fight either like Roman or Brock for like one of the titles or even without the titles. Like, I don't think he's even remotely ready for the main event scene, but it feels like if he wins, that's like the only logical direction for him to go. Um, but it's also one of those things where it's like Bobby Lashley doesn't need the rub of like beating someone like Omos and being his first loss and being able to kind of like actually, you know, fight him in the ring um, because he's Bobby Lashley. He's a two-time WWE champion. He, <clears throat> you know, everyone knows who he is. He's incredible. So it's just weird. Cause it's like, neither of them, I don't think is going to end up benefiting from winning and it's just going to be weird for whoever ends up losing. Ah, man. I don't know. This is another really tough one to call. Um, I think I have to go with Bobby Lashley here, but I don't feel confident at all because then it feels like it just basically negates this entire past year of building him up as this unbeatable monster. And obviously I get it. It's like now he's having to go up against someone like Bobby Lashley, who he has not had to fight. Um, but it's just like, all right, so like Omos loses, where does he go from here? You know, like, I don't know what they do with him, but at the same time, it's like Bobby Lashley loses. Then it's just like, all right, 
it's a little weird because like he was just WWE champion. He, you know, before that was fighting Brock Lesnar, um, in a one-on-one match. Um, it's just weird. It's like, what do you do with either of them? With they if they leave this match, so I'm just going with Lashley here because I think he is more established and just like the victory would mean more for him. I think I don't know. And then the final match of the night and of the weekend, the one that's being built as the main event of all main events, Brock Lesnar. Uh, versus Roman Reigns winner takes all match to unify the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. So I've already voiced my concerns and frustrations with this being a title for title and title unification match. I think that's a bad idea. It doesn't make sense. And apparently it doesn't make sense to WWE either because the rumor is that the winner is going to have both titles and like they're not going to unify them actually into one title. They're going to hold both of them and then drop one of them fairly soon after or it's just going to like be separated and they're going cuz they have no plans on having one show with two championship belts and one show with zero. Um and they don't plan on having like a double champion. So I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of that. It feels like they kind of booked themselves into a corner. Um, But that being said, I think Roman's going over here. This is another one that's fairly tough to call because again, it's Brock Lesnar. Like they like Brock Lesnar just doesn't lose. Um, But at the same time, it feels like they've been building Roman up so much for him to put someone over when he eventually loses. And it's like Brock is the last person who needs that rub, you know, like Brock does not gain anything from beating Roman for the umpteenth time in a main event match at WrestleMania, you know, like he's done that three other times. Um so it does make sense for Roman to go over because a with like the storytelling of like him finally getting one over Brock and him finally you know him finally beating Brock Lesnar you know one on one in the main event of WrestleMania um Yeah, it just makes more sense for Roman to go over. I think it's going to be a good match. I think Roman and Brock are both at the absolute top of their games right now. Rome, uh, Brock has never been more entertaining his entire career. Uh, him being a babyface and being pretty much just like himself, you know, the Midwest farmer boy who wears a cowboy hat is so much more entertaining and fun to like get behind, whether he's a babyface or a heel, than just like being the former UFC guy who hates everyone and everything and shows up like twice a year to defend the title. Um, and obviously Roman's at the top of his game cause he's figured it out and they've let him have a lot more freedom as well. So I think it just makes sense for Roman to have his triumphant moment over Brock to close out WrestleMania weekend. Um, 
and then maybe you have him drop the title fairly soon to Braun Breaker. Um, because he already dropped the NXT title, Dolph Ziggler, and I think they're already ready to push him to the main to the main roster. And I think if they do, I think they're gonna gonna then just immediately catapult him into the main event scene of Raw or SmackDown. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think Roman goes over. How does Heyman fit into the fight? Um, I think both Heyman and the Usos will be ringside for the fight, and I think. We may see Heyman try to get involved, but end up like I think we will probably end up seeing like a ref bump. The ref goes down, um, and Brock Lesnar's in control, and then Heyman, um, you know, gets on the ring apron to try to stop Brock, but then Brock is like grabs him by the head or something and is gonna like bring him into the ring. Um, but then that provides a distraction for the Usos to hit like a double super kick on him or Roman to come from behind and him with a low blow or something like that. And that eventually leads to the finish. I wouldn't be surprised. I think if Heyman gets involved at all, that's what it's going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get involved. But at the same time, I also wouldn't hate it if he didn't, if he and the Usos didn't get involved at all. And we basically saw Roman beat Brock clean in the middle of the ring with no shenanigans. Because I think that's the ultimate full circle storytelling moment of Roman finally beating Brock in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, So we'll see. Again, I think night two has a lot more promise and entertainment value and excitement to it than night one. Um, I think it's going to be a good weekend of, of wrestling. I'm excited for it. Um, and I hope that it's just a time for wrestling fans to be able to sit back and relax and enjoy some good wrestling and not get too, not take it too seriously and just be able to enjoy it. Um, so yeah, with that being said, uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Again, I'll be, posting a bunch this weekend with my predictions and, and thoughts as the night progress. Um, so Twitter is STWS cast, Instagram is sports talk with swag, Facebook, Facebook is sports talk with swag. And Facebook is also where we do a video live stream, um, of the episodes every week. So like I am live right now on Facebook, um, if you're listening to the audio version of this. So if you're interested in that, like the Facebook page and we go live every Wednesday, 5 PM Eastern. Uh, but if you can't make that, or if that's not your thing, you can listen to the audio format of this, um, on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, anywhere you get podcasts, you can listen to this show. Um, leave a five-star rating, uh, anywhere you can and let me know your thoughts on this show, how I can improve it or what you enjoy about it. You can write an email to sports talk with swag at gmail.com. Let me know your predictions for WrestleMania. Um, or if there's a topic you want me to cover on the show, I'm always all ears to any and all suggestions. Um, but with that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening or for watching and hanging out with me in the live stream and enjoy WrestleMania. And we will see you in the next episode. Peace.
swear.